0: Okay, before we start anything, I want to make it clear to the audience, like the two people that listen to this, that's you and me, Josh, um, that I am going to oh, work I was on say, my.
1: We both have mothers.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Actually, my mom does not listen to these things, but
0: not any. She's more. tried a couple
1: times. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I don't blame her.
0: I'm going to avoid the likes, like, 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 and the ums, dude. I killed myself doing those those two last time it just it brought down the quality of the podcast by a huge amount so i will work my hardest my darn is not to do that okay it anyways so
1: to just go off on a sentence just full of likes and ums right now just see how many of them i can drop in there before you start yelling at me and hang
0: up no josh that's you you <laughs> decide to be professional or not so I am just trying to say this is my commitment that I will not say like or um nearly as much. Okay. But anyways, uh, what is her rant going to be? We're we're already like a minute into it. So...
1: My rant is about people not actually, and this will be fairly important for a number of topics that we talk about, but people not actually listening to other people and particularly politicians. So the thing that set me off on this was Joe Biden, he had some comments, I think it's a couple of weeks ago now, about uh, working with segregationists in the Senate. And the thing that drives me nuts is if you listen to his comment, the point was the segregationists were awful, but I was able to work with them and get legislation passed and because i could work with segregationists i can also work with republicans the modern day republicans are not as bad as jim crow era southern democrats no part of that says segregation was okay the segregationists were okay he was literally using them as an example of worse people some of
0: the ways that he said it was not entirely artful just a second you're saying joe biden didn't articulate something very artfully I know it's shocking, Um, but, like, he got piled on for saying the
1: segregationists were okay, and it drove me bananas, and maybe I'm just missing something. Like, there's a lot of racial subtext that I don't get because I've lived in the North and the West my whole life. Like, I've never significantly dealt with racial issues. I recognize I'm not super good at that, but literally, he was using them as an example of a person worse than Republicans, and if you're in the Democratic Party right now, that is nearly Satan incarnate. He was saying, they are worse than that. I could work with those people. I can work with these people. I can be an effective politician. Oh. And people have blasted him for be, saying segregationists were okay. And it just drives me nuts because that's the exact opposite of what he said. Ugh. Listen to the words people actually say, even if it's Donald Trump saying freaking lies and slander and awful things all the time. The words people say
0: should matter. Okay. I I hear you, and to be honest, I agree with you, John. Uh, except for the fact that the, the thing that bugs me as somebody who's a little bit more left than you is this constant thing of, I could work with them. I'm not a huge fan of that argument right now with the people we're dealing with. I think, like, as much as this might seem self-destructive, I'm oriented towards, you know, let them burn with uh, Trump after whatever crap we're seeing ends up self-destructing, which I'm pretty confident it will. And let's find people who are reasonable, who aren't those racist, or people who, like if, if somebody said, if, if I ran into somebody who wants to consider Trump as a reasonable option, I really struggle to maintain just a conversation, let alone a relationship with them you know what I'm saying very much so uh so so this whole thing of I could work with him you know I could work with these people this is 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 I mean I don't think that's what you're saying I think what you're saying is um people are misquoting um Biden from the 1970s um for saying stuff that uh is being taken out of context when in fact as a sender in the 1970s, he was very progressive for his time and he got a lot done because he was able to work with um, yeah. less than power I people. I mean, whether whether or not it's a good idea
1: is a whole separate can of worms. But like listening to Paul, I mean, I guess this also applies to Donald Trump. So in that case, I think Joe Biden is much better than a lot of people have said he is on that. Donald Trump is also a lot worse than a lot of people say he is because the words that he actually said should matter. Like whether or not, Joe Biden's ideas are good is a wholly separate question from if we should hold our like hold our politicians accountable to the actual words that they say. And Joe Biden is not being held accountable to the actual words he says. He's getting held accountable to some like racist caricature of that of saying because I could work with these people they were okay people. That is not what politics is about at all. I mean, and I would – I am significantly more committed to the working with other people. I'm not super convinced that the Republican Party is worth working with at this point, um, which as a registered member of the Republican Party drives me a little bit nuts to say. But anyone – like the Republican Party apparently doesn't have a whole lot of intellectual or moral spine because they haven't stood up to Donald Trump at all. But this is – that is a whole nother rant to be had for another day. Yes, so,
0: well, dude, I I'm uh, running into some similar issues personally. I relate. I relate with your your uh, situation. I have um, my rant would be numerous and long. There are a few that I can't really go into, um, but I've been very ticked off by uh, the whole situation of the squad, the squad situation. You know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see how you're angry about this. There's like seven different ways I could conceivably see you being angry about it.
0: Well, one one way is kind of related to what you were frustrated with, where I do think from my understanding before the tweets of our lovely president, um, that uh, there was a suggestion that there was a racial tinge to um, being frustrated with the squad that I thought was brought up, uh, uh, taken out of context in a way that you're saying, you know, why do we continuously take things out of context with our, our politicians and stuff? And so, like, the question is how much of it has to do with the politicians and how much to do does it have to do with the media? Because somebody, from my understanding, suggested that what Pelosi And the majority of Congress did in supporting the legislation for the border um, had racial tinges to it, which I think is not the right angle (laughs) to go by. And from my understanding, that was AOC's block that suggested that. And so um, from my understanding, it got to a place where it got really stressful and people were people on the Democratic side were c- accusing each other of being racially insensitive and to bring a stop to it. We had our lovely um, commander in chief actually, you know, just say, no, you are accusing these guys of being racist. This is what racism is. <laughs> and, Watch this. <laughs> yeah. And then do some of the most um, despicable tweets he's ever done, which Josh, that is saying something. You know, like, you know, this uh, probably as well as anybody, even though I don't think you and I try to make a habit of following uh, Trump on Twitter. But I value my sanity. Oh, yeah. But anyways, the main anger, um, even though I do want to acknowledge, you know, that infighting being a frustration, the main anger is when you hear racism, you just need to be clear this is racist, and this is wrong. Done. You know, like, not, not then trying to justify why somebody said it, or, you know, no matter who they are, including the commander-in-chief, just, this is racist, this is wrong. None of us stand by these statements. Boom. You're done. Let's talk about other things some other time. I just want that to sink in, you know. And yet... um, there was even a, a piece of... What is it that they did um, in Congress where... Oh, um, their
1: resolution?
0: Yeah, the resolution. Where literally only four Republicans broke rank and uh called it. Which pisses me off, Josh. That's my rant. That's my frustration. Um
1: Yeah, I mean, I've lost all the respect I had for the Republican Party, and if I had any left, they would have lost it on that vote. Okay. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I the depth is so I don't know that I would agree with you that those are I can't remember the word you used. I don't know that those are the worst tweets uh, that Donald Trump has had. I mean, that's that's a pretty high bar to clear. Uh, but they are, I think. At least of the ones that I've seen, maybe the most holistically wrong, just on every level, like morally factually every piece of them was useless worthless and made you dumber for having listened to them um like they had there was no i can't think of a single redeeming quality of any part of the whatever was the three or four tweets uh i i don't think i've seen him be that comprehensively Wrong. I mean, he's frequently wrong at one or two levels. This felt like about three or four layers of wrongness all stacked together. It was truly a masterpiece. I would agree with you that if that's what you're looking for, that might be the. I'm sure it's not the worst
0: tweet he's ever sent because Donald Trump says dumb crap and he says a lot of crap. No, and and understand, I'm not criticizing Trump here. I'm not like frustrated with Trump. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, come on. I mean, of course I am, (laughs) but like, my issue is. When you say something like that, other people have an obligation, like a true, like not not political obligation, but humanitarian obligation to call it, one, racist, and two, denounce it completely. Usually those go hand in hand, hopefully. But you know what I'm trying to say? And yet, um, I'm wondering if I should read them just to uh, give context for anybody who... Um. Who doesn't know this? Yet. I mean, but
1: my mm-hmm. vote would be no. They can go look them up, and if you read them, I will just be angry for the rest of the podcast.
0: Okay. Yes. yes. They're going
1: to get fired up, Josh, and that's not. Yes, yeah, so... I mean, we'll probably get fired up, Josh, at some point in this podcast, anyway.
0: Well, I don't know, Josh. This is a bit of a switch, so this is a good transition into our main. Thing. So I want to, I want to set up the scenario because it's a combo scenario. I don't know how you're going to address this podcast, but it mainly has to do with, um, what's happening at the border. And yet it's connected to our church conversation that we had just, uh, last podcast. So, um, what's happening at the border is completely absurd and wrong this is not an issue you and i should not be talking about like should we have more open borders or should we have uh, more closed borders this that's not what i want to discuss when i when it comes to the border like when it comes to the border what i want to discuss is i think not only is it completely wrong to keep people in um cages while they are processed for weeks at a time without um, at times proper hygiene, without any kind of um, sleeping arrangements, um, with horrible just uh, health conditions, not only is that wrong, I think it is crucial that we as a church, we as Christian, especially white Christian people, speak out directly against it and here's my issue that i kind of it was not the only thing but it was like the last straw when it when it came to going to church is i didn't hear one word about what's been going on at the border and those inhumane conditions for the last seven to eight months that i've been going through it do you think that that is uh something i should be as frustrated as I seem to be, or w- what do you think?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with a hard maybe. Uh, so uh, on the yes side, I, I agree with you that it's pretty terrible, um, bad things are happening. There being, it's policies that I disagree with to a greater or lesser extent. I think the Trump administration is trying to make things worse. Um, in some ways, to deter more immigrants, because they're much more anti-immigrant than I am. Um, I think there a reasonable amount of that is uh, they're just not competent. Like they're just not good at doing. I mean, they're not. So they're not trying particularly hard. Uh, they're not competent. And then I do think there's also. Uh, the stuff From the stuff that I've heard, this is in some ways a unique and different challenge. The flows of people, like the composition of those flows are a little bit different. So it is a difficult challenge that they're bad at facing, and they're not trying very hard. So it's not good. Like We, we have a pretty solid disaster. It was funny to me when Trump started talking about the issues on the border, and he was describing it as a humanitarian crisis. And I was like, oddly, I agree with that a lot, and you are not helping at all. So, like, it's it's bad, it's messed up. Like, there's a lot of ways in the Bible of welcoming the foreigner, um, caring for the poor, the sick, the weak among you, uh, the widows and orphans. Like, there's a ton of the pieces of that that we are not doing. I mean, there's no part of the Trump uh, immigration policy that I would describe as particularly loving. Like, there's a lot of pieces that they're missing there. It is uh, bad for a variety of reasons. It is worth being upset about.
0: It should be fixed um yeah but my my issue my main issue isn't i mean that's just like a it would be hard to have any kind of sustainable conversation with you if you didn't think that way you know right my big question though is it's in my opinion it should be not just uh this should happen it's a necessary theme for the church to address in a like real straightforward way
1: so this is where we get into the hard maybe. Um, okay. I agree with you. It's, I mean, it is it is a dramatic ma- moral failing. Terrible things are happening. That's the kind of thing the church is the church globally or more broadly is, should do. If there are not Christian efforts. Uh, working to lobby legislators, if there are not individual Christians working to lobby legislators of seeing what they can do to fill in to meet the immediate need and then solve the problem long term, that would be a very serious problem. I don't know how much those efforts are happening. Um, that is, uh, but on the flip side, I think, so if what you're talking about is there should be a Christian response to this, I would 100% agree. Um if what you are saying is people should be talking about this in church on Sunday morning. Yes. I do not, I don't know that I agree or disagree with that. So what I would say is there are some churches that that would absolutely make sense in. Um, So uh, so, so there is the global or the broad church. The broad church absolutely has a responsibility to engage with this. Um, some churches, I would expect, I expect individual churches to have a significant amount of variety between them, because uh, God is. Huge. Um, So I'm I'm zooming out from this issue. I'm talking more about just everything. Churches are going to be different from each other. Some churches, there's going to be a ton of singing. Some churches, there's going to be less. Some churches are going to be wild. Some churches are going to be very calm. I would expect there to be a variety of different kinds of churches because different people connect to God in different ways. So the church that is very helpful for you to connect to God I would not necessarily expect to be the right church for me to connect to God with. And there's some value to having different people united and together, but there's also some value. I mean, the fact of the matter is we have a bunch of different churches. I don't think I want like the church of Boise and to have everybody squished under that roof. I don't know that I particularly think that's healthy. Like I like having smaller churches. And so if there's smaller churches, they're going to be a little bit different from each other. And so in that scenario, I would expect there to be some churches that do actively talk about uh, that really engage with social issues that um, are working on that, that like at the church level from the pulpit, that is the kind of thing that they do. If you are talking about that, um, I think you absolutely should be addressing this. That is very important. Um, there are certainly churches that are flagrantly pro Trump that fall into that politics is important. I do not, I don't know directly. I have zero faith that they are aggressively uh, handling this issue the way that they should be. I think. Uh, The way that they are talking about politics does not line up with the Bible, uh, does not line up with God or the life of Jesus, which is ultimately the first responsibility of a church. Now, I would also expect, uh, so our church does a fair amount of outreach in the community um, with refugees and stuff. But in the year and almost a half that we've been going there, politics never gets directly talked about from the
0: pulpit. I want to stop you right there. This has nothing – the, 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 that's what frustrates me. This is not about politics to me. And I, I want to respect the fact that you, like, hear your argument why this has to do with politics with you. But, like, just because it um, involves uh, decisions, policies that are being made by our leadership does not mean that what's going on and what, what we should be fighting against – has to do with a political issue. If, if you're saying that it's a that it's a political issue to suggest that we should have basic humane um, principles when dealing with people coming um, to our border, then there's a problem because that's, that shouldn't be a political thing just basic so, humane um, like relationship or, or, or treatment of humans, should be a humanitarian thing, not a political thing.
1: So I disagree with you very strongly. So the fact that we should do that is absolutely a humanitarian issue. But the way that we do that is run by our government, which inherently has a lot of political hooks in it. Um, And so also, when I said political um, from the church's perspective, that is imprecise. our church very rarely so our church is very focused on teaching the bible i mean like we just walk through books of the bible like you preach on one chapter one week like the next chapter the next week and it is very focused on okay what's in the bible um how do i engage with that they're teaching through the bible they're teaching how do i become a better christian
0: um, yes which as which much involves directly with how we treat people who are coming into our country like no, so many, no, that is, so many chapters could, could go into, um, yeah. because you, what, what usual Jacob, messages do Jacob, no, is they let me talk. Jacob, Okay. okay.
1: okay. So
0: let me talk.
1: do I agree with you that this is bad? Yes. Is this the worst thing that's happening in the world? Not even remotely close. Are there things that are also bad that are happening close to me that I could actually impact? I have so little impact on what happens on the Southern border. I agree with you that it's terrible. This is not this is not the worst thing that is happening. This is not the closest thing to me that is happening. There, I agree with you that it's terrible. I do not think it is the most pressing, terrible thing that's happening.
0: But it's happening in our country. The most humanitarian um, bankrupt thing that's happening in our country, because you're right, these kind of things happen all across the world. And we don't have and I don't think it's legitimate to to say we should be constantly speaking out every week about each one of those things, even though I think it should be mentioned in a message or two. And understand that my first comment was that I haven't heard about what's happening at the border in a message or in public at my church once in the last eight months of going there. But to get back to the point, the the thing is, I think there's a difference between what's happening in the world, and then what is happening in our country. Because it, I understand it's not cl- like you're in um, Idaho, I'm in um, Montana, so it's not right next to us. But like, don't you think that we have um, a bigger obligation because it does still admit it does still. Um, happen to be in our country and your representative and my representative could be speaking out on it, you know, and we have, um, we we need, don't we need to own the fact that like this is our land, um, California, I mean, not California, but Texas and um, the other places that it's happening um, is our country, not some other country around the world.
1: So, yes, and this, um, so your mother, and I think sometimes you are frequently frustrated that I as you know, nice, white, evangelical person. Yeah, I don't know if I'm an evangelical, yeah, but that's neither here nor there. I do not speak out against Trump that often. Um, and it, your mother is frequently frustrated by that. It, and I think you are in a similar place right now saying this is a terrible thing. You should speak out it. And at some level, it's like, What is going to, so I can call my representative all I want. There is no way in hell an Idaho uh, representative to the House or an Idaho senator is ever going to say a single word against Donald Trump. This is not on the table. Um, Like, that's not going to, I mean, the thing that needs to happen is Donald Trump needs to be kicked out of office. Hopefully, the Republican Party gets perched. Until then, nothing is going to, like, this is elections have consequences. We elected Donald Trump. As a result, we're stuck with a crap hole of like someone who is phenomenally incapable and unwilling to solve this problem. Um, yeah. I honestly don't... So at some level, it strikes me as being very similar to Donald Trump firing James Comey, where it's like, is this bad? Yes. Is it surprising? No. Does it actually give me any new information about Donald Trump, that he's an incompetent government official and he doesn't like immigrants and he's perfectly willing to be cruel for the... Uh, to appear tough to his base? Yeah. Like, nothing's gonna change that. It's not any different. Like, we elected a piece of garbage, and so we're getting a piece of garbage for the next four years me talking about it, like, and and I grant you, this is not a particularly healthy place to be, but at some level, I'm like, there's no point in engaging. Like I have not met a lot of Trump supporters that are willing to engage and talk intelligently if they're, that are even remotely operating on the same set of facts as me. So there's the people like you who will say, yeah, good job, you took your moral stand. And there will be be the people who say alternative facts, that's not helpful at all. And I don't see anything that I am advancing forward. That's been my frustration for most of Trump. Uh, Like I've tried to understand Trump people and I just don't get it. Why having a morally bankrupt piece of crap with no government experience is a worthwhile person to have in the White House and why people support him. And I I can't talk to anyone. I can't change anyone's mind. People are not listening to anything. So I don't see any point in talking if nobody's going to be listening.
0: Yeah, but why would you be going to a church? uh, and, And in my opinion, I would even take it farther. What is the point of a church when things like that are so clearly um, happening and could be so clearly talked about? And to be frank, Josh, even though you don't live next to the border, there are all sorts of things like um, in terms of shawls you could be thrown in. If you don't think writing representatives being health, it would be healthy, writing your um, news networks. You know, writing other churches, um, do, doing um, offering refuge for people who are, you know, who, uh, other alternatives rather than cages for, um, to in order to pressure them to process quicker. Like I'm trying to say, what is the point of a church and that kind of leadership if they aren't willing to make a stand against something that's so clearly wrong and we could so clearly do something more about it than the people who are suffering
1: so uh this all of this stuff i i would agree i don't i i mean as i said i i definitely think the church as a whole should be engaging with this like that that is something that is important to do um do i think the church is doing enough probably not do i think there's a really significant portion of the american church that is Cheerleading or silently going along with this? Yes, Um, this is not the primary purpose of the church. This is very much a secondary purpose of the church. The primary purpose of the church is to connect believers to God and to connect believers to other believers. Now, I would expect out of that um, for work on these sort of causes to move forward, for people to do loving things. But your question was what is the point of the church if not this? This is not the point of the church. This is a secondary overflow of we are connecting people to God, and we are connecting
0: people to each other. Oh. That is the point of the church. I thought the point of the church was to be the hands and feet of God, and that, that is a to be the...
1: That is a response to God's love. That is most assuredly
0: not the primary purpose of the church.
1: If that's what you're looking for, you should go to a nonprofit that is organized specifically to do that. The church is to connect people to God, and if you're connected to God, if you are in the it, like, if you are gazing on the face of a God who loves you and is willing to forgive you for your sins, who brought you into his kingdom when you were a foreigner, when you did not deserve it, the natural response to that, I would expect it to always happen where you are engaging with the world. But that is most assuredly not the primary purpose of the church. The church is not a social justice organization, it is an organization to connect people with God, and God cares about social justice. But it is an outspring of our engagement with God, that it it is not the primary purpose of a church.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's probably getting to, if church is, doesn't look like whoever is there helping those people get out of, um, the situation they're in or giving them aid in the way that they possibly can, or writing representatives or writing people of our, if that's not how one would define the church. I don't quite understand why um, one should advocate for for going to church. And to, to hit my point, I think, in a stronger way, I sincerely believe the Bible makes um, clear. Uh, best example coming to mind is Matthew 24 wh- about the goats and the sheep. You know that one, right? Yeah. Um, uh, in that parable... God talks about the people who He doesn't really know and the people He does know, and very little of it has to do with, or none of it really has to do with people who said, "Oh yeah, God, I saw You and I loved You and I really praised You and I took, you know, I I just uh, worshipped You." They, the people who God claims as righteous, as the ones who truly served Him, were the people who served the least of these, or the people who didn't, when even not even knowing it, were um helping those who needed the most yeah
1: Uh no so like i completely agree with you i would agree with you that a lack of engagement at all with this issue um a lack of caring a lack of having your heart broken that is an indicator that you are not in a healthy church uh and frequently so there's a difference between saying I am out of the institutional church as a whole and saying the place where I have been going is not an effective church. The, there are a crap ton of church buildings. There are a ton of people who meet in places and say, I am connecting with God here. A bunch of them are not doing it well. It, like It's a massive, entirely distributed network of human beings, and human beings screw stuff up all the time. Um, and so that goes back to my earlier comment of if you're not in a good like the place that you're going might not be doing that well, I would say go to somewhere else. Like it's not that every time you walk into a building with a cross on the front, you're going to have a profound experience and connect with God. That is not true. Just because you put a cross on the front does not mean that these are people who are digging into the word of God, who are uh, digging into each other's lives. I mean, honestly, I know that's true because I like to think of myself as a serious Christian and I am frequently not good about doing that. Like this stuff is hard. It requires commitment. It requires sacrifice. Like you listen to Jesus talk about when you should follow him. It is brutally difficult. And so I would expect there to be a reasonable amount of failure among churches because just because you go somewhere and they are not advocating because they are not... I agree with you. This is terrible. We should do something about it. Just because the church you're going to doesn't do that does not mean the institutional church is dead. That means this is really freaking hard and either change it where you are or go somewhere where it's better.
0: Yeah. So, But you weren't willing to say that um, that is that when somebody isn't willing to address an issue, a humanitarian issue like what's going on at the border, um, that's a sign of that not being a church worth uh, pursuing or worth uh, participating in because you think that other, I mean, some of this also, Josh, has to do with like the times we're living in and the fact of the matter being that because 80 something percent, 86, 81% of white evangelical Christians were the reason why uh, Trump is elected you know that they have even more of an obligation in in saying no this is actually not what christianity looks like like how are we going to communicate to um non-christians how would you communicate to non-christians that that the church isn't supportive of the humanitarian catastrophe that's going on at the border if they don't even If they aren't even willing to speak about it. So
1: there is a pretty significant difference here. Um, So I would not necessarily expect churches to be speaking about this. For some churches, that is going to be – for churches that are more engaged politically – I, I would expect them to be talking about this. There are some churches that it, I would honestly say it's not appropriate for them to speak about this as a church. I would expect it to be the—so the, the argument for not doing this is saying, hey, we're going to teach the Bible, we're going to connect people to God, we're going to say this is what it is. And so if you're going to do that, and, and you're saying—I mean, I agree with you that there's plenty of Bible passages that say, hey, we should respect basic human dignity, we should respect foreigners, we should respect um, the people, in those lesser than, we should be taking care of them— if that is your approach as a church, then I wouldn't expect the message to come from a pastor. I would expect it to come from the, lay, the uh, people who go to the church, because if you are, if your church is successful, connecting people to God, if people are in line with that, um, they should be looking at this, and it should be terrible, and so it's not going to come from the church. It's going to come from the members, the individuals who are in the church. They would be the ones who are speaking out, yeah, and but- it, there's there's no particular reason for it to come from the organization that if you are a church that just does not engage with that stuff, I mean, we can quibble whether or not that's okay. I think that's, uh, if, if you have individuals speaking out, if you have individuals, um, moving that forward, then I, I think that is, that is not an unreasonable way to run a church. I don't know that I think that's the right way to run a church. Um, but it's certainly not unreasonable to me to say, Hey, we are going to focus on the Bible and then people are going to live that out um, other places The bottom line is Somebody should be calling this into account That is certainly something that needs to be happening <laughs> Any functional church uh, When you have a humanitarian crisis of this uh, Level Something should be coming out Whether that's coming out from the actual church leadership Or whether that's coming out from individual Christians um, I would agree
0: with you However yeah, Your thoughts Well I just I, I can't I struggle not to um, get really mad at you, I apologize, not really mad at you, but I struggle not to get really mad at you when you are saying, like, on an individual level, this might be okay, but on a leadership level, there is no apparent obligation to speak about the catastrophe, the, the humanitarian catastrophe that's happening. Because the reason you don't talk about it is because it would ostracize a certain amount of no okay that is flatly wrong the reason you don't talk about it is because
1: it is not in the domain of things that you talk about because that is not something that your church actively engages with whether or not that should be the case that's a whole separate can of worms particularly in a sermon so whether, whether or not the church has an official, the church probably should have an official position on it. But the vast majority of, when I think about communication from churches, I think about sermons on Sunday morning. And it is not unreasonable for me, to me, for a pastor to say, this is out of bounds for a Sunday morning
0: sermon. Because on Sunday mornings, we preach the Bible. And, and every message that I've ever heard talks about the Bible in both what the bible says and then applies it to the present and you're so what do you want them to say this is wrong yes that's a good start like i think that like they they need to make it clear that this is absolutely not the way uh this this is not the hands and feet of god the way that this is going about and, it, no and, way. and unless the, it's hands the Trump of the, administration, the Trump administration is never the hands and feet of God, as
1: much as yeah. a bunch of evangelicals would like to contradict that.
0: Yeah, this is many, not new, is many not different, many evangelicals contradict it. But the more deafening people are the people who just stay silent. And, and so what I'm trying to say is because we've been given such horrible leadership. And because you and I are both Christians and say that God is super important in people's lives, then we have all the more reason to stand on the righteous side of these very real here and now issues. So, what's the point of
1: saying it? What do you expect to change? Is it we're just saying it so we can hear ourselves say it? Because the people. Because
0: the the majority of my um, secular friends don't believe that Christians really think that this is wrong Because what they have as the most vocal Christian example, whether it's accurate or not, is Trump and then I mean the- in that case, why are we talking in a church? If we're talking
1: to non-church people, we should not be talking in a church
0: but like that would spread, that would attract more people to the church, at least the healthier people who actually are more interested in getting to know God. Because I also think that what's happening at the border and those that the people suffering are where God is. Like, for, and this is goes back to the Matthew twenty four book and the whole point of that um, book of the Bible is to say. Jesus isn't in the typical places that we would think he's actually in the people who suffer the most, the least of these, the, you know, person who doesn't have a shirt on his back or the person who's sick or the person who, who's hungry, that is where Jesus resides. And so if it it would be doing several different things in terms of being, getting addressed, it's like, this is where God is. And if these people are not being taken care of in the way that they should be, we need to um, try to change that. We need to serve them because through serving them is, I mean, that's how I think we please our creator the most. That's the most incredible thing about Christianity in my um, faith is that God could be that God that wants, you know, to have us, you know, kill a cow and then kill a sheep and then, you know, do a bunch of dances in order to please him. But instead, he's a god who has just as much love for us as you no, know, he has unlimited, more amount of love for us than um, than we could possibly have for him. And when people who he's made are suffering in the way that they are. Like, it's that's where God needs us the most. You know what I'm trying to say? And so Christianity, like, not overflowing to um, those places and fighting vocally and through their actions, whether it's as simple as, like, writing a thing or donating a shawl or, you know, like, that's our calling. Like, isn't that what Christianity and the church should be all about, you know?
1: So I would not disagree. So let me, let me see if I can sort through the thoughts. So I would not disagree with you that there should absolutely be action. I would not disagree with you uh, that that is, (laughs) that if Jesus were here, like that's the kind of stuff that he would be doing. He would be around the least of these. He would be uh, feeding them, clothing them, doing what he can to help them. Um, The church should absolutely be instrumental in that. The American church in particular is not great at that, particularly the people who have decided Trump is a really good idea.
0: Um, But you aren't willing to say that people who just don't address those issues aren't just as destructive or close to being just destructive?
1: Not even remotely close. Like maybe they're not good, but they are not actively – saying this guy who says racist things and is terrible at running the government and has a a bunch of policies that are destructive to immigrants and our uh, nation's moral character and is bullying people all the time is good. Far more destructive than people who, I mean, honestly, I'm silent most of the time because I'm like, I said Donald Trump sucked and if it changed, I'll let people know. Like the the thing that I think I would disagree with you so I, I mean that's that is a church tactic so the churches of not engaging with that so much um, I don't know that I agree with that method of being um, I certainly don't disagree with it as strongly as you do
0: um, well I just I mean I I really was struggling just worshipping which is my favorite thing to do by the way simply because when we talked about when we saw, sang about God being there um, and God pu- uh, allowing us to push through our, our most challenging situations, my head kept on going to the people that I was researching, you know, um, and realizing that's just not happening. Like, and, and to be honest, the majority of the people who are trying to cross the border are Christian, you know, and so it's just, like, when that's not happening in the country that I reside, I can't feel very good about proclaiming it, proclaiming these worship songs, especially since we are also not doing one thing in protest for it, in, in challenge for it, you know? Like, I am a very cl- uh, clinical uh, challenger, you know? And so I understand that that is... Uh, a thing that um, doesn't necessarily go naturally with other people. And yet, when it comes to um, how we address the Trump administration, and not just him, the reason why it's so hard to even bring up that guy's name is you forget about all the things that are actually worth addressing that he's screwing up. You know what I'm saying? But when we address uh, somebody like Trump... We will not get anywhere unless we have a tra- challenger who, like, is insisting on at the very least mentioning the crisis during one of the numerous uh, church, you know, things that we. So you know what I'm trying to say is like yeah. at the very least addressing what we're. So, saying. I have
1: two thoughts. One is there is a difference of tactics of the things that you think will be effective as opposed to the things that I and I think a lot of other Christians will think will be effective. Some of that is born out of fear and inaction and laziness. Um, Some of that is born out of, at least in my case, out of cynicism that any of it is going to help. Um, And some of that I think is well-founded of saying, like, you know, yelling at people, protesting is not uh, you are unlikely to win people over who are significantly different from you. Um, I, I mean, so we disagree there. Um, I, I don't have particularly strong feelings one way or another on that. As you just right. noted, like...
0: You, you, are, you understand I'm not trying to advocate for, advocate for yelling at people. Yeah. I'm I advocating mean, for just saying me, we need to absolutely stand in protest and here are some very legitimate ways to do it you know like i would certainly want my leader to of research that themselves you know but like here are legitimate ways to articulate the fact that we will not we are not and will not stand for this kind of this kind of behavior or this kind of treatment of um people coming into our country
1: so the flip side is so that's that is that was fair i don't know that i would particularly disagree with that it doesn't surprise me that much that it's not happening the other side i would say is did you ever directly address that to church
0: leadership well that's the thing josh i addressed it to people who i cared about um halfway through i said this is really bothering me um they are actually part of leadership but like I was just like, this is just really... I'm struggling with these things. I really think that they need to be addressed. And it never came up again, right? And my thing is... Can I articulate this real quick? My thing is, I am the kind of guy who left last time just getting an argument every single week, you know, and being really pissy and not necessarily behaving well. And then at the very end... I also, like, clearly articulated, I'm not going to be coming back because I'm not seeing this addressed. And it was clear to me that it wasn't going to be addressed, you know, even though I was bringing it up. So
1: when you had that conversation, did you go into it to try to understand why they weren't addressing it? Why aren't they addressing it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought I was totally... Like, I mean, I I don't know, Josh, because I don't necessarily care if um, if if I don't know that this is a thing. I just simply was saying I'm not interested in going to a church that's not interested in addressing these things. That is very fair. Go find another church. I know. But like, I also want to be clear that, like, I think that this we're hitting on something even bigger in terms of saying this is why so many other people also don't care to go to church. Because these things don't get addressed very often in churches. And I know a lot of my secular friends who, who very much live to address these kind of things or very much care about it and, and get kind of dismissed by the church because they aren't Christian. They just are doing good works, you know, and yet as far as i'm concerned they are far better christ followers than the majority of people who go to a a building to you know not address any of the humanitarian like real humanitarian issues going on in our country that could potentially get them in trouble with certain members of uh the congregation because that's what would happen If, if you said if this is absolutely wrong we will. We, as an organization, denounce it. That's behavior by our government, and we hear the things that we could do to help those people coming into our border. You would lose a great deal of members, in my opinion, from many, 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 many churches. Because the reality of the issue is, eighty-one percent of white evangelicals, for the most, or at least seventy-something, still support the trump administration and their policies
1: so if it's fear of people leaving then yeah that's a garbage church and i don't have a whole lot of respect for that i have about as much respect as i have for the uh, republican party there's a there are other reasons to not be addressing this issue and i i feel like you are really fixated on what is certainly the case in some cases um but i don't think can be reasonably expected to be in all cases Um, and in, I, I would venture to say pretty strongly that I, I am not, I am not confident that you have had a conversation with church leadership to the level that I would hope for before. I mean, and if, if you need to go somewhere else, then fine, but are there churches that are broken? Yeah. Um, like, and you are clearly very excited about social justice and it does not sound like the church that you've been going to is uh, particularly concerned with social justice. And as such, I would strongly recommend finding a different church that is much more aligned with um, helping you connect to God and being in the right places. And honestly, that might just be a straight, healthier church. But e- either change it or move on. Like, it's not like you have a shortage of church- churches to pick from.
0: Yeah, but Josh, every one of the churches say they represent God. And so. Yeah. People so, lie all the time. Yeah, but it—you understand how this really is getting in the way of getting um, people into this uh, faith that we both uh, say has merit, right? Social, one thing I wanted to say is social issues are not a thing that I'm naturally interested in or really want to. the The truth of the matter is, I wanted to make some really nice. Narrative stories that actually would make a lot of money and actually um, speak about truth. And then came this Trump administration, which completely tried to question the kind of basic humanitarian choices that we have made as a society. And in most cases, prove that we didn't really have nearly as um, strong of convictions as we claimed we did. And thus, I changed my, uh, my, my direction to address social issues at a very, very, very inconvenient time in my life. A good example being uh, just this last month, working at least 30 to 40 hours on a promotional, talking about the, the people coming into our country and um, how they're being treated Well, moving away from my house and dealing with um, parents that are still uh, starting to kind of sign papers for divorce and um, a bunch of of other personal scrap that I don't necessarily think I need to get into. But, like, bottom line is I have less than uh, $20 in my bank account right now and a 40-hour peace free uh, piece on a social issue is not what we what I wanted to do it's just that's what the Trump administration is suggesting we need to do if we truly want to represent not just humanity well but it's our, our the person we say we serve well you know yeah <sighs> Josh I think you're you, you've listened to me quite well so I appreciate that it just. I think we aren't on the same page here and it it is, it's frustrating, but I appreciate you dealing with my frustration.
1: I mean, I am, I am also frustrated, frustrated with myself, frustrated with our country, frustrated with our government, um, frustrated with the church. Like, yeah. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't feel particularly good about any of the answers that I've given you. Like, it's horribly broken and not getting better. And I don't know why evangelicals listen to Donald Trump and I don't understand. And I spend a bunch of the time uh, angry about it when I think about what's actually in the news. I honestly don't listen to bad stuff about Trump very often anymore because I don't need to know anything else because I know he sucks. I know he's incompetent. I know I'm never going to vote for him or anyone who supports him ever again. Um, And at this point it just makes me angry and it frustrates me because I'm I'm not useful. I'm not getting anything done. And so I am just a big ball of discontent And you're a slightly differently shaped big ball of discontent. And like it, I don't have any good answers. I wish I had something to, Oh, this is what I think churches should do. Here's another affirmative vision of what should be going on. Uh, And it's like, I don't think you're quite right. And I don't know what the truth is. And I don't know where the right stuff is. So there's an uplifting note. (laughs) So I, I, I don't know that you're right, but I can't, I also really can't say definitively that you're wrong. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the Trump administration sucks. And apparently I don't know what America is.
0: Well, dang. Or Josh. what
1: Christianity is, I guess, for that matter. Or what
0: the American church is. But, eh. Oh, Jeez, you're just depressing me now.
1: No, yeah, yeah. it's – it. this is why I don't engage with this stuff as often. This is why I don't talk about it because I don't – like, all, all I could do is just list off the things that I don't know,
0: and it's just gets really depressing in a hurry. Yeah, well, I do want to challenge you just a little bit more, I apologize, um, because I think I do know certain things that you could do in order to actually make a difference, as much as just you or me by ourselves won't do it. One, uh, this isn't necessarily Josh's view, but I think having private conversations, insisting that uh, that one talks about uh, these issues in a real um, way is super important for any church. Two, I think you um, certainly could get a certain amount of progress no matter what state you're in by rep- writing representatives because they do represent you and they should at the very least understand that if they continue to stay silent or support um, decisions that are inhumane, that there are consequences. If you want to write somebody else, you could certainly write uh, humanitarian places that uh, you could give you even better suggestions on how to get involved. Um, but also news networks insisting that these things don't get shut out of local news simply because um, they aren't directly connected, although – you know, I know of a few people myself in Missoula, Montana, who are undocumented immigrants, and so it is a local issue to a certain extent. And um, please, just like, like I mean, there there are things, Josh, that we can do. It's just it's really frustrating when um, we don't have any kind of leadership organization that thinks it's their job to kind of lead the charge in those things, you know? Yeah. But. yeah. Okay, okay. I can sense a little bit of uh, this is not necessarily the most uh, cohesive uh, podcast we'll hopefully ever do, but
1: I mean, if we always come to agreement at the end, then we are not addressing hard enough issues. Because sometimes we're going to get to the end and be like, huh, I don't know. Or, huh, I disagree. If you're not getting to that point, you're asking the wrong questions. Yeah. you're just yeah. going easy on it all the time. Well, yeah. I it, mean, some good this, stuff to mull over, good stuff to think about.
0: If we have listeners, this is, would be one of those that I really, really would love to hear uh, like other people's um, perspective um especially uh if you aren't represented by church you know because the the other thing josh is you and i are christians you know speaking about this issue it would be interesting to hear from a non-christian who doesn't hate us but also has some frustration so that we could kind of get outside view yeah subject
1: no yeah that'd be great
0: yeah but I think you satisfactorily uh addressed the issue I wanted to bring up. So um I mean in Ooh. the in a way that like I I was pretty sure we wouldn't come to these like groundbreaking um conclusions and yet just having like you were saying, having somebody who could listen and us just like realize it's a problem without a clear answer is sometimes the healthiest way to go.
1: Well, I mean, and also the other piece that I would like to emphasize is like the vast majority of this we agree on, like for as much as we've disagreed and disagreed pretty sharply on this episode. I think we're in line on 80 or 90 percent of what should happen, Um, that the question of what we disagree with, I think, is fairly restricted to what people are capable of doing on their own and what churches should be doing. The rest of it, like that it should be addressed, that the church should absolutely have a stand on it. The Bible is clear on this. We are real in line on most of this issue. And it is a not small, but I would argue a certainly of the minority of the issue are the pieces that we disagree on. Um, I, I would just like to throw that out there for the record. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, and I kind of agree and I kind of don't like. I know that you and I, as much as we seem to argue all the time, we actually agree on more things than we don't. In this particular issue, uh, I, I really do feel like you and I are on a very different, like, place. Um, simply because uh, I'm not talking about the fact that this is wrong or this is right. Like, none of our conversation has been about whether those these the themes that are happening at our border specifically, because that's our main topic tonight, are right, you know, like in terms of, is it okay to um, process people in the way that we are being told is happening or, you know, reports are saying it's happening. That's wrong. You and I both agree. But what we've talked about tonight is should leadership take responsibility for what is happening at the border and say, we absolutely need to do something about it. And you seem to be on a maybe if not kind of clear, no, that's not our obligation. And I am on a clear, yes, that is absolutely the obligation. And if you don't do that, uh, there's a big problem. Or am I not, am I mislabeling what you're-
1: No, I I think that's about right. But the question is about the tactics of how we address this significantly large issue. I'm not saying that we don't significantly disagree about this. What I'm saying is, this is that is the question. The question is, how do we address this serious issue? We both agree that it's a serious issue. We both agree that it should be addressed. The question is how. Which we are trying to get to the same place. We just are not confident in we we do. We are not in agreement of how to get there. Which to me strikes me uh, that is a productive place to start a discussion from. Okay. Uh, we more or less agree about the facts. We more or less agree about that it is a problem. Uh, we more or less agree about where we want to be going. It's just how we get there, which is a difficult and challenging question. Either one of us could be right. Either one of us could be wrong about that. We could both be wrong about that. Uh, and that strikes me as being, um, it, that is a place that you can have a conversation from. That is a conversation worth having. How do we solve this problem? Uh, that, is, okay. that is something useful to be talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. Okay, well, Josh, I think uh, I think we'll uh, call it good, or are you... Yeah, sounds good to me. Should we have, like, maybe a little song at the end to kind of end these scenes with? Or... I mean,
1: you can have a song if you
0: want, but to be totally
1: honest, I'm pretty sure we're cutting this out of the recording anyway, and I'm going to go watch Mike Leek try to finish out a perfect game. He's perfect oh. through eight innings.
0: Eighth inning?
1: Perfect yeah, already game? Finished, finished eight. He just has the ninth inning to go.
0: Dang. Okay. Well, yeah, I need to call, call it good then. I'll, I'll talk to you later, Josh. Uh, hey, good podcast.